1: What's up, everybody? We're live on YouTube. YouTube fam. (laughs) Shut up and scribble episode 23 with JR from Tennessee, and Will and Taylor together. The Butt Buddies. And uh, today we're gonna talk quarterfinals programming.
0: Ladies and gentlemen, this is uh, the main event of the
2: So keep the political commentary to yourself, or as someone once said,
1: Shut up! Scribble. It's time. Okay. So quarterfinals change this year. Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a minute! Wait a
0: minute! Don't we need to give some plugs to our sponsors? Oh wait, guys, we need sponsors. Anyone, anyone who wants to work with us, let's go. (laughs) All right. That, that was good. I was gonna Let's say what fucking sponsors. Let's do it. We need Let's some we need some people on our on our footer down there too. All right, continue well.
1: Love it, Jr. Businessman. Uh yeah. So quarterfinals qualify the top 25%. So Taylor and Jr have programmed their own quarterfinals, taking that into account with how that changes programming, thinking about all that. Haven't seen each other's workouts yet. So whenever you guys see them, I've, I'm the only really one that's seen both of them. uh, Will,
0: Will, which one do you like more? You have to say.
1: I'll tell you after. Uh, Okay. I can't tell you. Taylor couldn't take that.
2: Yes, I'm so I. This is the most nervous I've been for a show ever. Um, To start, I think it's important to note that this is my group of workouts that, in my opinion, would be best suited for a 25% quarterfinal qualifying age groups and individuals to semifinals while also being safe and somewhat completable for 25% of the population. Like everyone can at least start the workouts. They're not going to hurt people. Um, And like, I think more important, not more important than anything, like most important is that these take the right people to semifinals, both individuals and masters. Secondary to that, I think it's very important that the programming garners excitement. If you're looking for registrations, you have to put out a set of workouts that people want to register to do. Uh, if you just put out these dumbass fucking workouts, nobody's gonna want to do them. I think in that same light, <clears throat> me and JR were talking a little bit about like, I wonder how they program the season. Like, do they start with the games and work back? Do they start with the open and work forward? And I think with this new format specifically, like taking 25% to quarterfinals and then using those workouts to get the right 60 people or the right 40, fuck, the right 40 people to semifinals for individuals and the age groups, to me, it would make, I think it would be most logical. Brandon, I don't have the years of experience that Dave and Boz have, but I think it would be most logical To start with quarterfinals, that's probably your biggest cut point. You take the largest group of people and you cut it to the smallest uh, at the most important choking point. Start there. So you program quarterfinals. What are the five or six perfect workouts that are going to take the most important people from quarterfinals to semifinals for both individuals, age groups, while still being able to be completed by 25% of people who register. Um, Then next – I think open, then next, I think semifinals, then next, I think games. Games and semifinals, you have a ton of uh, leeway, a lot of creativity, a lot, you have a massive, a bigger canvas, right, to be creative and to do cooler things and to do different things and a smaller field of people. Um, I think the open is next important because, again, you're trying to drive registration. You're trying to garner excitement within the community. Um, so it's really important that the workouts that you put out are fun and look cool. And people are like, damn, can't wait to do this and sign up and see where I stack up. Whereas on the other hand, if you just neglect the open and you put these dumb ass workouts in chances are registration is not going to be as good as it has in years past.
0: <clears throat> yeah. I mean, I'll echo a lot of the sentiments you just said. I think when Boz went on with chase and <clears throat> talked about, uh, I th- actually, I think he said this on spin show the primary goal is to get the right people to semifinals based on the quarterfinals programming shortly after that though, is to drive participation, to create workouts that will challenge the community who wants to continue their competitive season, be it f- for trying to make semifinals or just to see how far they can get, what placing they can finish. Even if they want to talk trash with their friends, he wants them to do workouts that people will see and not decide not to sign up for so like you said, fun, yeah, I mean, what does fun mean? You have your definition, I have mine. But at the mm-hmm. end of the day, they need to be accessible. Now, when I sit down to write these quarterfinal workouts, it's really easy to make a progression-style workout for all five. Boz mm-hmm. could do that, you could do that, but it would get kind of stale to have, a yeah. workout, yep. to have a workout that was always going to be wall walks, then strict handstand push-ups, then handstand walks. Or was gonna be light barbell, moderate barbell, heavy barbell. Like you could do that for mm-hmm. all workouts and have them like pay to play style where you have to prove you're fit enough to keep going. Yeah, that's, yeah. that's great. But at the end of the day, <laughs> does that end up filtering for a specific kind of semifinals athlete? Probably so. So I think it is appropriate for two to three of those. And I think by necessity, if you want the community to at least be able to do some work on every workout, you need to have that style, yeah. But, yeah. It, but it's it, it is hard not to get too caught up into that.
2: Carry well, away with I, that.
0: I, I need to make sure everyone can do it because uh, what, yeah. because because what's the primary goal? If we the lose, primary semi, goal is it, taking the right
2: people to semifinals. Sure. So, but I think you can do that while still allowing all top twenty five percent to at least begin each workout, true. which we both took into consideration, and we're like very very focused on on making that work. Um, The other thing I think it's important to note, Jeremy commented, uh, where's his comment? There it is. Was it tough programming these while not knowing the open workouts? It's interesting. Me and JR took completely two different paths here. JR programmed these with the open in mind and whatever potential – Movements or progressions or implements he was assuming were used in the open. I programmed without the open in mind. Like I programmed the way I thought the season should be programmed quarterfinals first, then work back to the open. Then you program semifinals in the games. Um, JR went assuming, hey, we already know that there's no, it's been programmed. This is going to be off of those. Um, we don't know how they do it. We don't know which way. out, you know, I don't know if my way is correct or his way. That's just kind of how we both intuitively did it. Um, yeah. yeah. I think it's oh, a, also, he, one last thing. This was this shows uh, courtesy of Kiefer Lammy, Lammy, Lammy. Happy Thanksgiving, Kiefer. Kiefer Miami. This is uh, his idea. Great show idea. He's a great dude too. Good dude. Yeah, and I'll for, say too.
0: Like to Jeremy's question, most people are going to be able to predict or come up with their own quarterfinal-style workouts after the Open has transpired next next year. At that point, we've seen, okay, there's thrusters in the workout, probably not going to do thrusters in quarters. Hey, there was a burpee-heavy workout here. Okay, probably not going to do a burpee-heavy workout here. Oh, they didn't use dumbbells at all in the Open? Okay, we can probably assume that dumbbells or kettlebells are going to be used in quarters. So, yeah, it's interesting that Taylor was just like, I'm not even thinking about what may have already been programmed. And I started my programming process saying to myself, okay, I'm going to assume that they did toast to bar in the open. I'm going to assume that they did thrusters and I'm going to assume that they did burpees. And from there, I just like created my own because as a programmer, you want to put everything in there because mm-hmm. you're like, well, wait, how can you do toast to bar and not GHDs? How can you do GHD and not toast to bar? How can you do thrusters and not overhead squat? How can you clean and not snatch? Those are the things that at least go through my head when you're trying to pick movements like you love them all, but you can't program all of them. So, Haven't I, they- so, so I kind of approached it that way. Like, hey, I'm just going to assume that these movements are off limits for me because some of them are going to have been used in the open prior to.
2: Does having them used in the open, though, make them off limits for quarterfinals? Because we've seen in years past where they've used two movements, both in open and quarterfinals. Yeah, and I'm and just defending myself because I definitely – Programmed every movement that I wanted in
0: there. <laughs> well, maybe that math, you wanted, yeah. I mean, maybe that you wanted, but you didn't, but, but like you didn't do five quartets. Like you didn't do five workouts with four or five or six different movements just so that you could get every single movement in.
2: Correct. Correct. Yeah. Uh, so. Two, two of the workouts, which we'll see when we get there, are testing two different general areas of skill are both very progressive and test a pretty good yeah. range of things. The others are, A lot more simplicity. All right. Cool. Uh, All
0: right. Yeah. So lastly, before we actually start talking about the workouts before we see them, uh, what we want to do is we want to show a workout, read through it. And then what Taylor and I both want to do, and we'll try to help keep each other on track is we want to maybe give some inspiration why we chose this combination of movements. Then we want to kind of give an idea of the stimulus or the targeted muscle groups that we want to hit. Then we'll probably get into, Hey, if you're a quarterfinals level athlete, you know, you're not trying to make semis. How do you approach this workout? If there's a time cap, how do you game that? If there's a, you know what I think we should do, do, how how do you do that? And then we'll get into the, Hey, like the semifinal athletes, you need to be sub eight on this. Hey, you need to be able to do this unbroken or, or whatever. You know, we'll get into that.
2: This is, this is what we should do. I'm making this executive decision now. I'm going to evaluate your workouts off of choking point, how fast they need to be stimulus. And then you're going to do mine. That way we can, I mean, I'm already just insanely excited. And if I get something wrong, correct me for sure. And vice versa. But I think that would, uh, I think that would be pretty cool because we both are opening ourselves up to really evaluating something for the first time live.
0: Okay. So, uh, all right. So the only thing I'll say is, if it's my workout, I take the lead and say what I need to say on it. And then you give that feedback. And then when it's your okay. turn, I'll try to let you go and not say, no, I don't, I don't think it's going to be shoulders at all. I think it's going to be blah, blah, blah.
2: Yeah. But we're not that dumb wherever that's going to happen. But right. Go. Okay, let's do it. Jerry, are you going to read your own workouts out? Yeah. I'll read. Really? This yeah. is crazy, dude. I'm so excited. All this right. is better than an open announcement, dude. All
0: right. Workout one. Oh. Four-time, 120 wall balls, 20 and 14, both to a 10-foot target. 60 dumbbell bench press, 70s and 50s, 30 cleans, a 145. This is a choose-your-own-adventure style workout. Wow. So while I feel very strongly that this style of workout should never be done in an in-person competition where you need to be able to watch a race, no one's racing. Unless you're racing with a couple of your friends in quarterfinals, You're just doing them at your own gym for 99% of athletes, maybe not even with someone. So I always really, really liked that open workout with the rowing wall balls and muscle ups where people got to kind of choose their own adventure. What I think this format really does is it allows for the second goal of quarterfinals more than anything else. Hey, I know I can't clean 205. Okay, cool. Well, how am I going to manage these other 180 reps? I might only be able to get like 30, the bench press. So what am I going to do? I'm going to start out and I'm just going to bench press for five minutes and get as many as I can get. When I get tired, I'm going to go over and do a set of 30 wall balls and I'm going to come back to bench. And then at the end, I'm going to try to PR my clean. Okay, cool. A competitor sees this workout and they say, you know what? I'm going to go 10 rounds, 12, six, three, and I'm going to try to do it faster than EMOM. And I'm going to try to go sub 10. Okay, cool. And then the next Person comes in and they're like, I can hit 205, but maybe only a few of them. I know I can get the other 180 reps. So while I'm fresh, I'm going to try to hit a few cleans. Then I'm going to do some wall balls, come back to the cleans. Then I'm going to start whatever strategy. The opportunities are endless. The movements are difficult, but even up through 54 years old, I'm confident they can hit that on a dumbbell Anyone press. Can, start it. Yeah. They can. They They can clean it one time or 30 times. And then on the wall balls, I do think you need to have a volume squatting test, even if mm-hmm. you only have five workouts. So I did Hollyman earlier this week and it, I knew it. it was, it let was, me it, talk, bro. It, it was kind of my inspiration for this workout. And, I knew it. And it's just like, yeah, it was just kind of fresh on my mind. I think a 20 minute cap is really, really generous to start off. Um, so, yeah, I mean, I just think a choose your own adventure would be really cool in quarterfinals. And from a gamesmanship standpoint, think about how stressful Taylor you would be if you were doing this workout. But you were like, what if someone else has a faster strategy? And mm, I don't know. Yeah, about. yeah, yeah,
2: yeah. The game so,
0: the gamesmanship is crazy. All right. So go ahead. Sorry.
2: No, I when I was reading this, I was like, wow, this reminds me of Holly Man. It's just WWW. And instead of a handstand push-up, you have a bench press, an upper body press. And I was like, Man, when I just did this the other week. My upper body was getting fried, Holly. Man, not this workout. And I think beyond obviously you being strong and having general metabolic conditioning, I think it limits upper body pressing for sure with the wall ball bench press combination. A disgusting combination. Your thoughts?
0: Yeah, you're spot on. So when I when I wrote this workout and I had like uh, limiters, let's just call them limiters, right? What's going to limit most people? So I have strict upper body pressing as being the limiter there's still going to be some interference receiving the clean in the front rack on the front delts there's still going to be some interference even though they're kind of gimme reps for a lot of people it's still a lot of flexing the pec receiving the wall ball you're still kind of pressing i mean it's more of a throw but in general this is kind of the hierarchy right for the for the fastest people it's probably going to come down to the bench press depending on how you strategize it yep do you knock out a huge set in the beginning? Do you do it in rounds? Whatever. Then after that, it becomes a strength limiting workout. So, like maybe for the other 24%, it's either, oh, that bench is going to be heavy, but I can hammer the cleans. Okay, cool. Then, you know, strategize it that way. And for other people, it might be the clean and not the bench press.
2: So, yeah, that's I, my I first it. workout. It's a cool. great workout. What do you think fastest time on it? You think sub 10 is possible on that? That seems aggressive to me.
0: Yeah, when I wrote like- it, yeah when I wrote it I was thinking to myself like the, the the upper end times would be 10ish or maybe sub. This is an important caveat. This workout, if I wrote this for quarterfinals require would require zero floor plan. So if you want to put your barbell right next to the wall and you want to put the bench right beside your barbell, go for it. Make the transitions as tight as you want them to be.
2: That's disgusting. I think 12, six threes, but man, I don't know. The the thing is the thing about the time is the transition from getting the dumbbells up and setting them down is so different than a regular bench press transition Mm -hmm. that I would, I I don't know if it's worth 10 sets of six, but man, the, the bench could just, if you get to a point to where you have to break in a set that you plan on doing unbroken, you're fucked.
0: Yeah. So, um, this workout too. Like they did Dumbbell Linda in semis last year. We've seen bench press come up once in the other total two years ago for quarterfinals. Last year it came up in the quarterfinals for age groups with rope climbs and shuttle runs. I think it's very feasible that whether it's dumbbell or barbell that we see bench press in a metabolic setting this year yep. for quarterfinals. Yep. So, all right, that's good for that one. I know it's going to take a while. All
1: right, we're going to
0: all right, workout two. So this is the first time we get some sort of progression. So we have a hundred and fifty foot kettlebell lunge, fifty G H D four regular rope climbs, hundred and fifty foot kettlebell lunge, fifty G H D four legless. Now I think most people with the 15 minute cap, they're going to be able to play all the way into the legless. I don't know of many people where the lunge is going to be a, a deal breaker. Do I think a lot of people are going to be doing 25 feet and then resting for a while and then picking it back up? Absolutely. But I think the limiter here, and this is what I'm going for, right? I had an upper body strict press limiter on workout one. I want an upper body um, strict pull limiter on workout two. For the best. For the best. For th- yeah. for, for the best. And when I look at this kind of a workout, I'm, I'm looking at that typical, uh, let's say, probably seven to nine-minute range. Okay, Now, there are going to be people on the back half of this that have to break the GHDs, possibly. Whether they do it strategically because they want to jump up and try to hit legless. A lot of people feel their midline a lot when they do legless rope climbs. Some people don't, and all they feel is upper body fatigue. That's going to be specific on the person. But there's still a lot of hip flexor and midline in here for the majority of the population. It's probably not going to be upper body pulling because they're not going to be able to go that fast, but for people like you, for other competitors, they they're going to try to do everything in a broken tailor on that second 150 foot. How hard is that going to be? Not to put the kettlebells down.
2: Uh, it depends. I think, I think more than anything depends on the standard and that's, I'm assuming whatever you want. I
0: would, I would let them, I would let them do it. Yeah. Kind of like they did the 30, 20, 10 workout at the games in 2020. I would just let them, let them hold it. However they want.
2: I think what's harder than keeping those six trips unbroken is the 50 GHDs unbroken
0: on round Um, two. Yeah. I think that's sneaky for sure.
2: That would, that would be my, I guess I would go into the, the workout with an assumption that I can keep those 150 foot of lunges unbroken. I would just probably be Like, you know what I might do? I might do 25 feet stepping through 25 feet, meeting my feet in the middle and just alternate back and forth for the six sets. And then the 50 GHDs, I think more for someone like me who knows they can move legless quickly at the end of a workout. I think the workout is that middle 650, like for sure, but more so the 50 second set of 50 after the 150 lunges. Disgusting.
0: Yeah. So there's gonna be a lot of questions about, you know, why the decision to have the same number of reps. For the ladies, I think this workout lends to that kind of stimulus where it's not going to matter if they have to do four and it's a little bit slower or they have to do two. It's still going to like I need them to do four because the volume is not high. There's only eight rope climbs. I need to see them do a dense set to see that separation. Taylor, you and I both know that there are going to be people that can do those four in a minute. There are going to be people that do those four in a minute and a half. There are going to be people that takes two minutes to do those four. So the legless, the legless, right? Yeah, so there's, yeah, there's going to be a lot of separation there. And a lot of people are just going to be looking at the legless in this workout. But a lot of times you don't think about the other stuff that's in there. You're seeing the second set of 50 and I agree, but there are going to be a lot of people that see the workout and just think, Oh, so it's just a legless rope climb workout. Mm-hmm. I don't think so. I think there's going to be more opportunity for separation than you think on the other movements. G-H-B lunging, cycle lunging speed speed, and lunge, GHB. Yeah. Correct. Yep. Correct.
1: There's a question about overhead lunges on the second set. Why'd you choose front rack twice? Oh, that would be just too hard. I think.
0: Did Kyle Ruth ask that question? <laughs>
1: no, Jeremy world.
0: Yeah. So that was actually something that, um, I did think about, I think Jeremy will see after the other workouts that there didn't need to be anything else yeah. overhead. Yeah, Yeah. That was the decision strictly on the amount of overhead pressing movements that I've already done.
1: Yeah seems like it would just dominate the workout too if it was overhead
0: i think if jeremy i think if you make that overhead it needs to be like half it needs to be like three trips what do you think uh, six trips six trips is a lot
2: 11 minutes fastest time
0: uh no i think sub 10 on that really yep yep workout three workout three Taylor, look, Taylor, look.
2: Yeah, you sent me this. Um, Okay, so.
0: All right. So uh, there hasn't um, Boz has done a death by style workout before an online competition. He did it with wall balls. Uh, I think there's a certain way that you do a death by style workout in a quarterfinal setting where you're not just punishing people. For being so much, for being so much yeah. fitter that they're doing a a bunch of extra thrusters or a bunch of extra deadlifts or whatever. So the workout is against the three minute clock until failure. Twenty box jump overs, step down twenty four inch for everyone. Twenty and fifteen calories on the row. Every interval you increase by five calories. So you'll go twenty and twenty rest at the three minute mark. Twenty and twenty five rest. Twenty and thirty rest. Twenty and thirty five rest. Twenty and forty rest. Twenty. This is gonna allow for not only a leg stamina test because for a lot of people it's just going to be like dude my legs blow up for some people it's going to just be a i couldn't breathe test (laughs) either way (laughs) either way i think it's going to be an 18 plus minute time domain for the best people and there will be some people that go 21 minutes plus
2: how far did you get
0: i haven't done it yet
2: oh wow okay i think i'd be yeah this is three minutes.
0: minutes So we got, so yeah. And I mean, you know, again, there uh, the majority of the population can get through two intervals. I think like no, no matter what the fitness level is, I think two intervals is very doable. Um, it's going to come down to capacity on the rower. It's a, it's a, it's a weird kind of a workout where the longer you go, the harder you have to be willing to row. You cannot decrease yeah. your row pace. You have to be able to increase it as you go. We so, both
2: have a depth by,
0: Oh, that's, that's crazy. Uh, what I did want to make so sure different, I, though what I did want to make sure that I had was an ascending rep scheme. I think a lot of times we program rounds for time of the same reps or we program descending, descending, descending. But I think having this, um, is, is a really cool way to do a death by and you're doing more calories on the row are fine. Like that's the, that's what you're doing. And that's not hard to recover from. Now,
2: now what do you think about this? I feel like in a workout like this, the same 40 guys that are going to qualify for semifinals, at least in the quarterfinal setting, like, I feel less strongly about punishing them with a death buy or something similar format because I'm working off the assumption that those 40 guys who you're worried about are all generally going to be in the same range or at least enough of the same range to where that extra volume is not going to typically matter. That's how I feel about one of my workouts because it's different than this and there are movements that could definitely, if it's like, Oh, if someone tried to game it, And they didn't get as much work done as someone else, it would definitely take less of a toll. But if they didn't, if they gamed it, they have no chance of qualifying for semifinals. The Um, problem,
0: like the problem with this style of workout and gaming it at all, is there's gonna be so many small bottlenecks after you get past like 15 minutes that just getting one more calorie on the round of 45 or getting one more calorie on the round of 40, like it it's gonna be hundreds of spots within those yeah. small numbers. As you go, you're going to have huge clumps and the clumps are going to be smaller, but as the clumps get smaller, those are just all the good people together clumped up. So,
2: so it's crazy because we both have a death by and they're so different. We both have an ascending rep scheme in a three minute window. That is so different.
0: Oh, wow. That's crazy. Yeah. That's nuts. All right. So one more thing two, I want to say about this is, This is a whole nother show. I actually talked to Pat Vellner about this, and he was like, you could do a whole show on this. It's an interesting discussion. Me and Taylor have talked about it. At this point of the game, there are movements that we've always put in this gymnastics monostructural weightlifting bucket that I think need to be moved. Hmm. A box jump over in this setting is, for the best, should be another Mono-structural, monostructural movement. Yeah. I do not. I do not think of that as gymnastics at all. So this is a to me an MM workout, and that's the perfect way to me in a five workout competition that you can test really raw base capacity. There are going to be people who say, uh, ah, yeah. it favors, it, you know, favors the big guy because they're going to be able to hammer the row and they're taller, so it's going to make the box easier. Maybe I think you'll see by the end of the competition that there are going to be th- some things that balance out with the smaller lighter athlete but i still think that having an mm when i had a www on workout 1 really kind of helps to balance things out
2: gosh we have some crazy similarities All this right, let's is sick. why but did think, you
1: choose why did you choose to specify the step down Ryan jebney asked
0: I, I really care about people's Achilles tendons whether or not they're competing at a high level or not and i think yeah, that it's, and, and i think in a way it makes it harder uh, i and really, it's top 25% I, I really liked that stimulus, especially in the hundreds chipper at Crucible, watching people use the games box and having to step down versus bounding. I think it it took away from people's ability to separate because of that.
2: Fuck no, dude. No, I don't no think
0: I, I don't think that deep. No. Okay. But I am gonna do it. Okay, next. All right. So this is my heavy test, right? Um 21. <laughs> Twenty-one fifteen nine nine snatches, uh 135, 185, two twenty-five, 255, and then 95, 135, 165, 175. So first I want to talk about it. heavy
2: for both of us. We both did snatches a heavy test.
0: First, what I want to good? get first I want yeah. So so I think a lot of times at, at semifinals they they test the heavy weightlifting. And what I mean yeah. by that is not a powerlifting movement. Um, but I think it would be good too to circle back around to where when we get to semifinals, we know they can all Olympic lift. Now, yeah. what, what the 90 reps do on the gymnastics, a couple things. They allow some of the people in the 24% to play, right? A lot of the people are going to be able to get through the 21 and the 42. And then maybe that, round of 185 135 is a PR snatch. Okay. You you know you you still got to participate. There's a tie break after each round of gymnastics. You can just treat that like Fran and just sprint the snatches and the pull-ups as fast as you can, wait around and rest for a little bit, see if you can hit that second snatch. The chest to bar, the bar muscle-ups also accumulate a lot of pulling. So that when you get to the 255 175 much like in 17.3 chest to bar snatch ladder that bar just starts to feel heavier and heavier because you're doing so much pulling you're doing so much hanging. Um I think that the the loading is still appropriate without being too inaccessible like if that snatch was at 275 at the end you could just look at the workout and say the whole workout doesn't matter at all it just matters who can hit the 275 without missing. And I didn't want that feel of just all these other reps don't matter. I think having it progress this way, you're going to see some guys take chances. You're going to see some guys push the pace because they know there are going to be people doing this workout. They get to the 255 and take like a 10 to 15 second break between reps. And I can't can't afford to just play it safe because you could redo this one. But this is one of the ones I don't think you want to redo. I think you want to do it and execute and move on from it.
2: Yeah, that, that I think creates a ton of uh, upper body soreness in general. Maybe maybe even some midline posterior soreness, but so, that's not right. a redo workout to me.
0: Yeah, so for those of you kind of following along, this is kind of how we think about things as, as we go, and it's definitely how I thought about it. The first workout had 30 pulling reps from the floor. Hey,
2: can we take a pause real quick? Go back to the first workout and read it out loud, then read the second and the third.
0: If you're still watching, it's just me on the screen right now. What I was going to say before Taylor so rudely interrupted me was there's 30 hinging reps in the first workout. There's 48 in this workout. So that's 78 barbell reps from the floor, all weightlifting, cleans and snatches. Could I program something else hinging from the floor on the last workout? I could, but I think that movement pattern has been done. There's also... 120 light squats in the first workout and then here most people are going to be snatching the nine and the three uh, squat snatching so you've got a heavier squat workout under fatigue and then you've got a light squat workout with volume so you've got the 78 hinging reps you've got the 100 plus squatting reps so if you're thinking about maybe where the fifth workout is going think about what's already been tested we've already done a single leg test We've already done weightlifting in three out of the four workouts. The workout that didn't have any was the box jump over row. All right. So uh, reading these workouts out loud, starting with one for time, 120 wall balls, 20 and 14 to a 10-foot target, 60 dumbbell bench press, 70s and 50s, 30 cleans, 205-145, and it's partition as desired with a 20-minute cap. Workout two, 25 foot increments on the kettlebell lunges six front rack kettlebell lunge trips 53s and 35s 50 ghd sit-ups four rope climbs six kettlebell front rack lunge trips 50 ghds four legless rope climbs there's a time cap after the first four rope climbs are completed workout three against the three minute clock so every three minutes until you cannot complete the work in the three minute window 20 box jump overs with a mandatory step down. 24 inch for male and female. 20 calories for the males. 15 calorie row for the females. Add five calories every three minutes. No time cap. Workout four for time. 21 snatches. 135, 95. 42 pull ups. Chin over the bar. 15 snatches. 185, 135. Thirty chest-to-bar pull-ups, nine snatches at 225, 165, 18 bar muscle-ups, and then lastly, three snatches at 255, 175. So the progression of loading on the males, 135, 85, 225, 255. For the females, 95, 135, 165, 175. There is a tie-break time after each completed gymnastics movement, 18-minute time cap total. So that's four of the workouts. Last one coming. So we have another progression style workout. And I'm going to read it out loud and then I'm going to talk about it. So you have, for time, three rounds, 50 double unders, two handstand walk trips. Like the lunges, one trip is 25 feet. There's a minimum of five feet segment. So those that are not able to handstand walk 25 feet unbroken can still get credited reps for doing the five-foot tape line. After those three rounds, you're immediately going into three rounds of 50 unbroken double unders. So if you trip, your set's terminated and you restart at zero. And one unbroken handstand walk trip of 50 feet, 25 feet down, half pirouette, 25 feet back. So in total, 300 double unders, 300 foot handstand walk. The first three rounds, there is no requirement to do the double-unders or the handstand walks in unbroken sets. Five feet minimum for the handstand walk. And then in the next three rounds, the double-unders have to be unbroken and the 25 plus 25 handstand walk has to be unbroken. This This is the sprint for the best of the best. This is how can I transition the cleanest, is my handstand walk speed up to par? Yeah. And then I'm telling you, if you, if you, we've seen pirouettes now, it's something that a lot of people put in, but it's the full 360 pirouette. I think the natural progression at a quarterfinals level is to see this. We've only ever had to do 25 feet unbroken handstand walk. A 50 foot unbroken handstand walk, having to turn yourself around is such an easy way to separate people that don't have what I think Boz would call a very low-level skill, but under a sprint pace, mm-hmm. breathing breathing very heavy, I think you will see some people trip up. And, and the fact of the matter is, whether you step on the tape line as you're turning, whether you um, just lose your balance, that's thats 10 seconds right there that you just lost. And then you're running back down, you're doing the whole thing again. So it's a very, um, like I would call it, a very high execution, which is what we see usually once a year, but then also we're seeing a natural progression of a movement that a lot of us are already assuming is going to come. So, um, had a workout that was WWW had a workout that was monostructural, monostructural. And now I have a workout that's monostructural gymnastics, which we tend to not see. I think it's only been done two times. I think it's burpee pull up, uh shuttle run and then wall walk double under is the first is the only two times it's been done in online competition. So, um, yeah, this is just like, this is something that I've kind of thought was going to be a trickle down. And and once again, it's a, I think everyone can play for three rounds and it is kind of a tighter time cap. I mean, I think the fastest are going to go sub five on this, but it is a time cap to where, Hey, if you, if you have time just to do the 50 unbroken, awesome. Uh, but a lot of people aren't going to be able to walk 25 at all, much less walk 25, turn around, and come back mm-hmm. without dropping. So that's it. That's Interesting.
2: Someone had – I love it. Someone someone commented 100 hinges in workout, two, talking about the GHC sit-up. And I think it's ridiculous to me. Like, maybe not ridiculous. I, I should have but, said
0: – hold on one second. Hold on one second. Shooter, I should have just said um, that there are only 78 78- – reps pulling from the floor right, right uh i do think of the ghd and it's probably just because i i've been lucky enough not to ever have any An lower issue. back issues or just feeling that sensation a lot of people feel about their lower back taking a beating from a lot of ghd sit um i always feel it anterior so yeah I, I just think of that as a trunk flexion movement i, I don't think of it at all as a as a die as like a, a dynamic uh hinge but i, I definitely understand what you're saying
2: And you, and you don't experience back issues because you do GHDs correctly. So if you actually take your level one or you Google CrossFit GHD setup, you'll watch them walk you through the progression of a GHD. There's not supposed to be excessive hyperextension of the spine. There's not supposed to be excessive flexion at the top of the rep. Um, but people with shitty, maybe not even shitty mobility, people who don't know how to do a proper setup and use the correct muscle groups and people with bad mobility, um, Yeah. A GH is going to fuck you up, but it's like any, any person can have a personal bias. Oh, I have a bad shoulder. So when I look at a set of programming, I'm hyper-focused on how many overhead pressing reps there are, or, Oh, I have a bad knee. So when I look at a set of programming, I'm hyper-focused on how many squat repetitions or lunge repetitions or bad back. I'm looking at hinges. I, I, it frustrates me when people comment through that lens because it's functional. So in some way, each exercise if it's, if it's functional, you're using your entire body, you're hinging in some manner, you're pressing in some manner, active shoulder, whatever. And, and granted, there's a big difference between a handstand pushup and a deadlift, right? You're not using the same muscle groups as much, but your entire body is taking a beating in a workout in a competition like this. Like it's, it could be aggressive one way or another, but looking at specific, oh, there's only a hundred hinging reps. There's only 70 squatting reps. Like. Fuck
0: off with that. Sorry. Yeah, so, well, no, I mean, dude, and I, I don't even think necessarily he was – I think maybe he was just trying to say you forgot about the 100 hinging reps. Like that mm-hmm. That just may just be a, oh, yeah, maybe used a poor choice of word or maybe he thinks of uh, GHDs as, as a lower body hinge, which is fine. I don't think of them that way. Uh, but when you yeah. do look at the programming as a whole, some things that I think other people will notice, we are bounding twice, right? So we're doing the box jump overs and the double unders – the the volume in the box jump over for a lot of people is going to be high. The volume for the double unders here, especially low. at the high levels, very low. And a lot of people aren't even going to be able to do the second yeah, 150. Yeah. Um, and and the other thing about- you have, right. you, you, you have the one kind of volume squatting test. You have the one heavier squatting test. You have um, a single leg, pretty, pretty heavy test, 300 feet of lunging. Um, you have some weighted upper body pressing. You have some gymnastics pressing overhead here, or whatever you want to call it, uh, stability, whatever. Um, yeah, you have two couplets, you have two triplets. I would still consider the lunge uh, a triplet workout, even though the two rope climbs are different. And then one quartet with the three different gymnastics movements and the squats. So that's uh, yeah, going through them real quick. Workout one, I think I said upper body pressing limiting. Workout two. Um, upper body pulling, limiting workout three, uh, either just base capacity or leg stamina test workout four, strength under fatigue test for this next group of people. Maybe it's just dynamic upper body pulling. And then for the last test, I would just call that, um, I would call that like, uh, high skill under fatigue. But when I say high skill, I just mean like skill adaptation. I just mean Mm -hmm. like execution of a skill under fatigue.
2: All right, you're going to have to bear with me and let me pee for one minute because you took up the whole show with your workouts, but uh, give me one did second. You,
0: did you see my message?
2: No, what was your message? Right In
0: private chat, yeah.
2: Okay, dope.
0: so. Oh, Will, not, not when, cool. So, Will, when you see these workouts, as someone who's going to make quarterfinals at whatever level, if you saw these workouts, if you if you called if you saw these workouts come out, is there a workout in there that you're like, I don't want even want I don't even want to do that workout, so I'm not gonna sign up? Or when you see the workouts, what stands out to you? Like does does like the amount of pulling stand out? Does the amount of uh shoulders stand out? Like what like does the loading stand out? Does the skill stand out? Does the volume or a lack thereof of volume stand out? What what kind of stands out to you when you see them through your uh level of fitness?
1: Nothing of like overloading or anything like that stands out to me more so like for me I can at least start every workout and it's mainly just like uh even the snatch right i could get right i'm going to get to 15 snatches at 185 and maybe pull it once twice and so i like them and they're all they're simple to figure out and then for me like i'm not good at handstand walking like maybe i can walk 5 feet segments so that would be something that I'd be like, oh, I can practice. What's it? The, is there a time frame now between open and quarterfinals too? Or... There's about a month. There's about a month now. If these yeah. came out, then it's like that's something I could learn if I actually had the motivation to learn it. So I'd be excited to be like, oh, I could try to figure that out. So I like them from the lens of my fitness level, which is definitely like bordering the twenty five percent, probably in the open. <clears throat>
0: All right, Taylor, there I'm going to I'm 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 going to let you cook. And unless you forget to read it out loud, I'm not going to say anything until you're all done. Right. And then I'm going <clears> to
2: <throat> I'm going to read them all out loud first. But yeah, I'm ready to rock. Ready to rock. Okay, workout 1. <gasps> Four time. 100 double unders, 42 dumbbell hang power cleans, 70s, 50s, 21 strict handstand pushups, 100 double unders, then 30 dumbbell shoulder to overhead, 70s, 50s. 15 wall facing handstand pushups, 100 double unders, 18 dumbbell clean and jerks, 70s 50s, nine handstand walks, 100 double unders. I think this is this is one of two progressive. I uh, you can maybe call my uh, my death by progressive, but it's in a sense it is. Um, this is one of two progressive workouts for me, and I wanted the biggest limiter to be your ability to do body weight pressing reps under a lot of fatigue, general shoulder fatigue. So thinking about the top 25%, everyone can start this workout. It's hundred double unders. It might take somebody a minute. It might take somebody seven minutes. Um, then we have 42 dumbbell hang power cleans. I'm working under the assumption that all 25% of people can at least pick these heavy dumbbells up and do three dumbbell hang power cleans at a time. It's a pretty low barrier to entry weight or sorry, pretty low barrier to entry movement um, even at that more challenging weight. And then you get to the 21 strict handstand pushups. And if you're at the bottom level of that top 25% and you've made a mistake and you've gone way too fast on the doves and the hang power cleans, you're going to sit there and wait five minutes before you can even do one rep. Um, but if you know, you suck at this stuff, chances are you can pace the 142 and get one to seven strict handstand pushups, maybe within that 18 minute time cap. And that's going to be the workout for some people for the best in the world. I think this workout's like a 13 minute workout. I think it's uh, you're doing your sets of double unders either in two sets or unbroken the dumbbell hang power cleans. I think you're doing in three to four sets. Strict handstand pushups are like two quick sets, maybe three quick sets again on the second set of double unders unbroken or two sets, the dumbbell shoulder to overhead. I think you're going in three, maybe four sets, 15 wall facing. The best in the world are doing this in two, three sets, max, Um, and then I think really the hardest part of the workout is the 18 dumbbell cleaning jerks for the best going into those nine handstand walks. Can you do them fast? Um, so it's a progressive workout and quite, uh, obviously a kick in the dick.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I see this workout and, you know, I kind of have this like category of quarterfinals workouts in my head where it's like, uh, can redo, should redo, do not want to redo. This <laughs> no. is, this, this is definitely in the, do not want to redo. And it, and it makes it really tricky because when you get, especially when you get to the 15, um, if you, if you think you're ready and you're not like that's 45 straight presses, yep, like that, that is going to be really difficult. And if people yep. don't have a good game plan going into it, it's really going to show. It's what I really like about the workout. Some things I think about when I see just a workout as one of five, I just take some notes. Like for me, there there are 84 pressing reps in this workout. Okay, cool. I'm going to store that away and I'm going to see how many more pressing reps come up. I see the hang and not being from the floor. Only the 18 reps are from the floor. So I think to myself, ah, could we be seeing deadlifts? Could we be seeing uh barbell snatches? Could we see cleans? Could we see sumo deadlift fly poles? That's just kind of how my head works. So i I see workouts and then I start to think about due to how you programmed this one, how did they play off the other ones? Um, and then another thing that stands out to me is last year in quarterfinals, the first movement was nine handstand walks. And you saw a lot of people just say, Well, hey, I'm I'm not gonna, I'm not, I'm not doing it because I can't do this. Right, right. And I could have done the ring muscle ups in the middle, but I I can't handstand walk or whatever. So I think it's cool that you put these right at the end. And I, I, I think it would be really interesting to to see how long the last hundred double unders take some people.
2: Oh, oh, what obliterate. Um,
0: this
2: is, this is also, it's an interesting point of, you know, what I talked about before we started my workouts is like, I have less of a tendency to be concerned with a lot of overhead pressing because I have really good shoulders, good shoulder mobility, good shoulder endurance, good shoulder stamina. Uh, Maybe one thing to note going into my set of tests, but I don't think it's too much. And here, especially the more efficient you are with the dumbbells, if you have good efficiency, it's almost more of a support rather than a press. You're using the legs a lot and receiving the dumbbells in a lockout position. This is my second progressive workout, and it is a three-minute AMRAP starting with six kipping pull-ups, six thrusters, 105.75, and there's a one-minute rest until the next AMRAP, and you only get to continue if you complete five or more rounds. So three, two, one, go, six kipping pull-ups, six thrusters. If you complete five rounds, rest a minute, go to the next AMRAP. Next AMRAP, nine toes of bar, nine thrusters. You only get to continue if you complete four or more rounds. Rest a minute, next three-minute AMRAP. Three chest-to-bar, or thir- tw- sorry, 12 chest-to-bar pull-ups, 12 thrusters. Same weight, 105.75. Continue to the next AMRAP if you complete three or more rounds. Mm-hmm. Rest one minute, three-minute AMRAP, 15 bar muscle-ups, 15 thrusters. Continue to the next AMRAP if you complete two or more rounds. And then the final AMRAP is three legless rope climbs, 18 thrusters. And your score is total rounds and reps with each AMRAP.
0: Uh, for that last AMRAP, how do you just keep going just three minutes So just, yep. just, just get as many as you can get.
2: Right. I think this is a workout where again, anyone can start this workout. Most people can get into the second AMRAP. It's a lot harder. And the thing about the rounds coming down, like you look at a three minute AMRAP and you're like 12 chest bar, 12 thrusters. That's easy to get three rounds, but is it easy to get three rounds after five rounds in the first one and four rounds in the second mm. one? Right. And then you look at the, you look at this is where the biggest choking point is going to be in that four, three minute AMRAP. You're like, damn, 15 bar muscle ups, 15 thrusters, two rounds in a 15 minute window. That's tight. That's hard for the best. Really hard after the first three AMRAPs for the best in the world. But more importantly, I think doable. Um, and once you get to that third AMRAP, it's the volume to me is not going to affect people um, versus like, say, top 40 going to semifinals. A lot of them are getting into that final interval, so the extra work I think is negligent, and those who aren't, I don't think you're worried about, and I don't think the extra volume is enough to warrant being concerned with. But my second progressive workout, so you have to be fit enough to to test the skills.
0: All right, so something we kind of glossed over, but I want to make sure everyone at home knows. You cannot butterfly the first one. They have to be kipping, or is that just… Yeah, they have to to be kipping. Okay, so that's that's something new to. It's like a it's a skill that a lot of people have surmised like it's one of those hey single unders used to be important to you and then you stop practicing them because you learn double unders and you should always kind of go back to practicing basics of things and like <laughs> kipping and like even something as like cycling a kipping pull up would would be awkward if you're someone that never does it before. When I see the workout, I'm with you. I go right to the fourth interval. And I think, okay, this is where the contenders and pretenders are separated because some people can get through the 15, but you're not going to have a whole lot of time left in the clock after the thrusters and how many people can do 30 bar muscle ups in three minutes, right? That's a 10 minute, that's a 10 a minute EMOM for a lot of people isn't even doable. The only other question I have is this. Did you consider at all for the last one doing either a burpee bar muscle up or 18, pullover, or, uh, 18 pullovers, 18 no. thrusters. At, did you always know it was going to be bar, 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 rope?
2: Yeah, uh, I was thinking bar, 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 maybe ring. Okay. I didn't want ring muscle ups and bar muscle thing workout, and I thought legless was the, the correct progression um, because I think it's time that we bring a regular rope climb in some volume back to semifinals, and that's what I would like to see. Um, uh, the other note about this workout is... I think maybe even harder than the first one to strategize because your reps from each AMRAP count towards your total score. So it's not like I do five rounds and chill because you might not get the chance to get more reps in the final AMRAP. And if you do, it's not going to be anywhere near as many reps as you could have banked in the first four AMRAPs. Um, But then again, if you go, if you go too hard, how are you going to advance? So,
0: yeah. And like strategically it, it gives people that know, maybe they can't do a chest to bar. All right. I'm going to do the three minutes on one minute off three minutes on, and I'm just going to completely crush myself. Mm-hmm. Like I'm, I'm going to bank as many reps as I can just on those two AMRAPs. Cause I know I have nothing to lose after that. It's not like, Oh, you get your rounds and you have to stop. It's like, you can, you can keep going as long as you want to. So I think it's cool in that way. There's some strategy involved.
2: And to be quite honest, 18, fuck that, probably 24 of the 25% are even getting into the bar muscle-up thruster portion of the workout. So it's, what, 11 minutes and you're done? Not too much volume for people. Challenging. Cool, and here's sorry. my heavy test. Every minute until failure, start with a 10-second L-sit at a 14-inch target. And so an easy way to standardize this I, I, I view it as no more compi- complicated than standardizing like a handstand pushup with a 10 or 30 inch tape line. You have standard size Olympic bumper plates that have the same diameter and you stack them to 14 inches and your feet have to stay over the profile of the bumper plates and off the bumper plates for 10 seconds, three, two, one, go 10 second. L sit can be broken. This was the, to be honest, this was the one workout where I'm like, man, would everyone be able to start this? If I made it in a 10 second unbroken L sit. Would there be people who could, like, right? I, I feel like there are people who will qualify who couldn't do this. Um, so 10 second L sit, one snatch, starting at 145 for guys, 95 for ladies, every minute adding 10 pounds until you fail to complete that snatch at the particular weight within the minute. And your tie break is upon failure, rest until the top of the next minute. So say I get to 225 and I fail um, within that minute. And I can't remember I don't know what minute that would be ticked over but say I hit the 12 minute mark and I failed to hit 25 at the 13 minute mark I start my tie break and that's one max set of snatches at 105 and 75. So this is a workout where it's like okay guaranteed to be some big bottlenecks 275 285 295 for guys just like a shitload of people tapping out there. I think 105 and 75 is the proper weight to where there's enough separation between those people who tied on the max lift, um, I'm thinking like 30 to 45 reps um, on that 105, 75 bar. Maybe, maybe yeah, I,
0: yeah, I was thinking like you you muscle snatch that fast for a minute straight. That's a lot of reps. Yeah. And really, dude, this is this two. Is but it's, too, not a minute, I mean, it's
2: not a minute. At the top of the next minute, it's, it's one max unbroken set.
0: Max unbroken set. Okay, thank you. Yep. Yeah, I was thinking it was like a one-minute AMRAP. So this is like... Gosh, this is one too that you you look at, and you have to think: Am I going to rest a lot before the snatch, or am I going to go right to the snatch and actually get some rest before my next l sit? Like, how do you? How confident are you in the two movements? Mm-hmm. Like, do you do you do you game the minute, or do you do both movements kind of back to back until you get to a certain load, and then you're like, hey, once I hit a two twenty five snatch. I'm gonna start resting 20 seconds before I pull the bar. And if I miss, then I'm starting to get antsy. And like that's a thing too. Like, I mean, how many people have done L Sit into a heavy barbell? You you had it into a moderately heavy barbell, I would call in the Charlotte Classic, and you saw a lot of people thrive and you saw a lot of people fall apart, right? You could just tell that the L sit in the beginning just really fatigued them for the rest of the workout. And the,
2: and the harder part about this combination is just fatiguing your hip flexors so much and the amount of hip extension and power you need in them to snatch heavy and then to go into the unbroken snatches, just, just nasty.
0: Cool. Yeah. That's a, that's a really different style of strength test. I think it's one that maybe me and you even talked about would be cool at a semifinals level yep. as, as like a buy-in instead of doing like a crossover double-under buy-in or or a, or a legless rope climb buy-in before a heavy lift, like doing something um, isometric. Like would that ever kind of be thrown in?
2: I, I I had Michelle do this for games training at one point over the summer.
0: What did she no. hit? Uh,
2: 185. You're, you're about to pull up five. There you go. all right we're got four this is my kind of grunt work (laughs) capacity
0: yes it is just
2: just nasty gosh i love it this is this is uh, i don't know this one in the end the final might be my two favorite um but this is for time two four six eight ten dumbbell burpee box step overs 70s and 50s a 21 for men, 15 for women calorie row after each set. So two, 21, four, 21, six, 21, eight, 21, 10, 21 time gap. Um, I think anyone can start this workout. It's a, I mean, it's just a very low barrier to entry skill wise movement, but to do them fast and to do them efficiently, you've got to be strong. Um, and 30 total reps granted the reps take a lot of time each, but, I think just, yes, double dumbbell, perfect. Um, Just a nasty raw capacity test.
0: Yeah, I mean, there are so many levels to this workout. You have a lot of people who are like, hey, I just want to be able to do one of these stepovers with the 70s. And then if I can get another one, I'm gold for at least 21 more reps. (laughs) And then can I get back? Can I get four? And then can I get back? Can I get six? Like the the volume with the dumbbell is really – um, friendly, but also very challenging with the loading. Uh, when, and when you look at this from the lens of like a competitor, I mean, you have to want to hurt on the rower. You have to, you know, like it's, it's, it really kind of becomes a, Hey, the eight and the 10 are going to be more about keeping moving, but like, on the 21 before the 10 and the 21 after the 10, how hard am I going to be able to row at the end? Yeah.
2: And and the thing that I think is massively important in a quarterfinal setting, taking people to semifinals, the skills are really important. The strength is really important, but you want the fittest people at quarterfinals, like raw fitness, the people who are going to go there, put on a show and fight for a spot at the games. You're not going to be one of those 40 people with this workout. So I, to me, that's just a really important aspect. Yes, the strength is important. Yes, the skill is important. But can you do those things under fatigue? Can you do those things, have a high motor, a high desire to suffer, high psychological tolerance? That's important to me.
0: Yeah. And something I just want to say about your programming, your creativity is there are some things that we've never seen in competition before that we at least haven't seen in composition presented in a certain way. We're through four workouts right now. You have a mandatory kipping pull-up program that's never been done. You have a L sit in a setting other than like a skills hold it as long as you can setting. And then you have a burpee step over, which I haven't seen programmed in CrossFit games competition, only step overs or like, whatever kind of burpee variation so three three movements that kind of show like yeah your creativity which i think is cool
2: Phillip, it's two step overs total so it's 30 total step overs 15 each leg if you alternate last workout Whew. for time 50 ghc sit-ups 35 back squats from the floor 225 155 20 shuttle runs.
0: Go, 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 go.
2: It's just a, it's to a degree, it's a lot of power output, a ton of legs, like going, for, not only a ton of legs, but a ton of midline going from the GHD to the 35 back squats from the floor. The best in the world, I think, are doing the back squats. Man, I, I think there are people out there who can do the back squats unbroken and the GHGs unbroken. I definitely know most of the people qualifying for semifinals are doing the back squats in two sets, like maybe a set of 20, drop it, set of 15 and then hurt like fuck on the shuttle runs. Um, but yeah, it's like that moderate time domain sprint. Like I think the fastest people in the world are 6 minutes. <laughs>
0: Yeah, you posted this teaser, and I just commented pain. Like that's what I think it's <laughs> gonna be. And yes. like, uh, what I think is really cool, and what something people can think about is like, especially after the first couple of years of quarterfinals, I think you had uh, 180 GHDs, maybe, and the next year had like 90, and then like I have 100 in my workout. Like they can be put in a workout like this, like Taylor has at 50 and still get an unbelievable effect and stimulus because going from going from a GHD to anything with load squatting, especially I would say even squatting, Mm -hmm. squatting more than hinging, like is going to elicit a response on the quads and hip flexors going into the run. Like it's a very, it's a very cool and very thoughtful and very clever way to keep volume low as far as number of repetitions go, but keep, the challenge of the movement and the interference really high. So like Mm -hmm. that's what I saw immediately was like, oh, that's going to make that harder. That's going to make that harder. Who's going to want to run hard after those 85 reps? Not a lot of people.
2: Yeah, and if you're top 25% and making it to quarterfinals and you can't clean 225 and 155, I'm sorry, but you have no business advancing to that portion of the workout. Um, Chances are, if you can't clean 225 or 155, and then get it to the back rack, the GHGs are probably taking you four minutes.
0: For the 50 feet, is it 25-25 is one?
2: Yeah, 25-25 20 is one. Cool. So at, at worst, six a minute. At best, I think nine a minute. Moving. Thoughts? Fastest time? <sighs> It's like so, I, think of, it's... I think of someone like Matt or, or Justin, who's a fucking animal at squatting and GHDs.
0: Mm-hmm.
2: And I'm like, man, I, I feel like sub six is possible. Right. But the combo is just so, so deadly.
0: Yeah. I think like if you're going, let's just say six seconds a shuttle, which is like uh, under fatigue, a pretty fast pace, there's your two minutes. Yeah. So, If you're sprinting, maybe a little faster, but all right, there's your two minutes. Like you said, the GHD, I mean, most people are, even if they're cruising, or holding 30 a minute. And what's tricky is on the back squats. Like, if you're one of those people that can keep the same cadence with a 1-1000 at the top for 35, or if you're someone that knows after 20, you're going to start taking three seconds at the top, do you just do 15, drop it? Ten, drop it, and you keep the squatting fast. Or when you do break, is it one of those things like, nah, man? When you drop that bar, you ain't picking it back up for another like twenty seconds because you because you know you got to clean and jerk it to the back rack. Like, do you just suffer through the thirty five, or like so that kind of movement because it's not tested a lot in a MetCon a back squat, especially a back squat at this load? It would be really cool to see how many guys that are really strong struggle with holding. A big chunk on that yeah can you go through all five of can you go through all five of yours and say what you think like the primary limiter was supposed to be
2: so we've got monostructural weightlifting gymnastics all three in kind of a progressive manner limiter for sure is shoulders shoulder stamina shoulder strength you're going from hanging to strict overhead pressing double unders are compounding on your shoulders 30 dumbbell shoulder to overhead at a heavy weight. And if you don't have good shoulder positions, the dumbbells are just destroying you. I think in a sense for some people, the dumbbells can be easier. If you have great shoulder positioning Uh, for others, it just buries you in a hole. Um, So without a doubt, shoulder stamina, shoulder endurance, are you good at the skills while your shoulders are very tired and fatigued? Um, Also a bit of a longer workout. Workout two, definitely. Definitely squat, endurance, squat, stamina, and a pulling focus with skill. Um, And the only people that are getting to a level where the volume is going to be like, how good are you at squatting high reps are the fittest in the world, which I think is appropriate with the last workout and the burpee step overs. Squat pull, squat pull, classic brand stimulus. And like, so we have workout one, it's like moderate, kind of heavy. Mute yourself. Workout one is like, sorry, workout one is like pretty moderate heavy for a lot of people. That's heavy. This workout, it's light, but at a weight, it's like, huh, I don't really do that weight ever. Um, so it changes things a little bit. Workout two, three, sorry. is heavy and low volume until you get to the tie break and the tie break really matters because there are going to be a lot of bottleneck reps and it's a light set of snatches for moderate volume. Um, but the stimulus is just quite, quite challenging. And the limiter here without a doubt is going to be snatch strength, but also trunk flexion strength, hip strength, hip flexors more than anything you have strong hips and good static positions. This workout, the limiter without a doubt is just like strength and metabolic conditioning like that raw, like eight, eight to 12 minute really hurt bad time domain. This is fits the bill. Um, and if you're weak, it's not going to go well. If you're not athletic, you're not efficient with the dumbbells, it's not going to go well. And then the final workout is, I would say more than anything, leg and kind of sprint type capacity. Cool. So-
0: we, we really did not did not know each other's workouts. Like anyone who thought that maybe we did show each other the the surprise on our face, like whether you thought it was candid or not, like Will knew the workouts. He did not tell either of us what we had. And uh, I just thought it was really cool that there were some things I thought going into it. I said to myself, this is what I'm going to see. I'm going to see stepovers from Taylor of some kind. And I saw that, which was cool. I'm going to see a kipping pull up. Those are the only two things I was confident to say, like, I think he's going to program. Was there anything like that that you thought, like, oh, well, he always does this, so he's going to do this?
2: No, I had no idea what to expect from you. I was, I mean, there are things that you, like, typically do, um, but I, I honestly, I didn't try to think too hard about it. I, I didn't try to sit there and guess about what you were going to do. Um, I just loved all of them. I thought, I mean, great. I think the the three-minute interval workout that you had and the three minute advanced three minute advance that i have we both had a death by we both had sets of 50 ghds um i think now that i like when i saw that you had a set of 50 ghds i was like i could have guessed that like we both like we both like ghd setups and things are important to test but in like a, a pretty challenging dose like a set of 50 makes them important um yeah
0: I thought it was really cool that you talked about thinking ahead that, Hey, we've been doing legless at semis for so long. And like, even this past year we did seated legless that you kind of thought, you know what, it's time for like a Tommy V type rope climb volume. That's regular rope climbs. So you decided to put legless in quarters. I thought that was really cool. And we both put legless in quarters, which is, which is another thing that was similar that I think a lot of people would just say, Oh no, that's hands off. But like to me, if you're doing seated legless at, At at semis, like it's okay to put them in quarters to me.
2: Regular like this, yeah. And pull, pull, I think pull my workouts. You know, I think the other thing to note is like that these are for masters too. And I think the first workout is a good example. Pull workout one for me. Most masters, at least forty plus, are not finishing this workout. That's fine. They're still going to test the exact same thing all the way through the workout with the progression and stack themselves up against their relative field of people and say, okay, the person who gets this deep into the handstand walks is clearly the best 40 to 44 athlete. The person who gets five of the dumbbell cleaning jerks is clearly the best 50 to 54 athlete. Um, The thing that you have to take into account is it also has to be the right programming to take the top 40 individuals to semifinals. So, here more than anywhere, but also this is standard or true to Roots CrossFit methodology: is you program for the best and scale for the rest. And in this sense, you're not scaling; the intensity is just going to look a little bit different. The depth, or how deep an athlete gets into the workout, is just going to look a little bit different. Um, but everyone in the age groups can start this workout, if that means 50 to 54 only get into the second set of 100 double unders. Well, the person who gets the furthest is going to be the best 50 to 54 year old in this workout, and that's fine. <clears throat> same thing for workout too same thing for the snatch workout all of those athletes can snatch 145 and 95 pounds
0: So we have a we have a an extra day to complete the workouts this year when you wrote the workouts were you thinking about like hey is this yeah. redoable or were no. you just like nah they're not going to want to redo this one
2: I don't think any of mine they would want to redo I think I think maybe if there are one that you would think about redoing maybe, the snatch and maybe the dumbbell burpee step over the other three are like i don't like writing workouts that people are like oh i could redo do that not nah, fuck that one and done and i want them to feel like one and done
0: so that's really what i was getting to like i think a lot of people are in the camp of like what i don't like about online is that it's not like a competition you don't get do-overs if you mess up yeah. you mess up you only get one shot so i was curious if when you're programming them you were like i'm gonna program these so that they're all I don't want to. I got one chance to hit it, and I need the full 24 hours to recover before I do another one. Yeah,
2: yeah. Like, I think I I really loved the burpee box jump over snatch quarterfinal workout from 2021. But what I hated about it was that so many people redid it. And the sprint workout that I made for the finale, you can redo that, but you're not getting a better score. There's no fucking shot, I don't think, unless you completely sandbag it on the first attempt. But if you go for it on the first attempt, it's going to leave a mark. And it should.
0: Yeah, I mean, you by very, like, um, I would say intentfully. You didn't just throw a ton of volume in. The thrusters is a lot of repetitions. But otherwise, the leg stuff is pretty low. But they're super demanding and taxing. Like you're saying, those 35 reps. Like, you only have so much juice. And if you think mm-hmm. you're not going to need like two, or three days in between doing the first and second attempt of that, you're wrong, especially with the other workouts you have programmed.
2: Go, go back to yours. Jeremy, I, Jeremy thinks that a lot of my workouts, you would have to adjust for masters agree. Disagree.
0: That's like something I was thinking about. I think about someone like Bill and I know Bill is like a unicorn, but he's still like in that age range of he's in the last age group that are going to do these workouts as prescribed and I'm going through them, seeing all of them being like, yeah, Bill can do those, not only do them, but like do well at them. But what I thought was really interesting was that we both decided to use seventies and fifties all the way through 54. And I think for me, at least a lot of that is because I think that the 55 pluses can use fifties and 35s. Like I think that they can all do dumbbell movements with that load. So I I think what's been a big point of contention in a lot of the programming community is, hey, like, there's this huge wall where, like, everyone does the same workouts until 54. And then the workouts after that are just like, oh, we can't, we're not capable of a whole lot anymore. And I think that from a skill and from a loading standpoint, I I even, I, I asked around yesterday, I texted a couple masters and said, hey, like, Is a 205 clean much harder for you than a 70 pound bench press? Like, cause I was curious and they were like, no, like, I don't think so. I think they're equally as challenging. And I think people all the way up through 50 years old can do this all the way up to 54. But
2: even then worst case on five of these 10 workouts, you adjust the weight for a particular age group. And I don't think it, it, I mean, if you adjust the weights for the age groups all the way through the stimulus are exactly the same for the individuals. To me, as someone who's programming, that's the ideal scenario. It's not ideal to take these five workouts and say you all have to do them. I think they all could be done. But I think what CrossFit would be much better off doing is saying these are all five workouts and there are these subtle differences for this set of age groups and these set of people, like there is in the opening quarterfinals. or I don't know. Thoughts?
0: So typically, the last teen t-e-e-n division the individuals and then 35 to 54 do the exact same workouts and we know that the age groups and individuals are doing the same quarterfinals workouts this year do you think they should go like every 10 years and modify stuff or do you think it so you think it's like 35 to 44 and then at 45 it should switch and get a little bit Lighter do, or less volume or whatever. Did they do
2: the same workouts in quarterfinals as well? Was it open and quarterfinals last year?
0: Well, last year age group had their own programming,
2: right? Which I this, think is
0: this year. This year they're doing the same. They're the do the same, open, the same
2: I think the open, I think is broad enough and inclusive enough and general enough that that's okay to do in the open. Is same workout for sixteen to seventeen all the way through fifty four. In quarterfinals, I don't. With, with increasing it to 25% of people saying they're all doing the same workouts, I think it only makes sense to write workouts like these and say, okay, well, you know, 45 to 54 are going to use 50s and 35s for these workouts or they're going to start the snatch ladder at a lower weight or the thruster is going to be, you know, 75, 55, whatever. I don't necessarily think that it's best – to give them all what we wrote, I I don't know enough about masters to c- confidently comment on that, but I think it, they would. I think it would be so easy for them to just say this is a weight adjustment for this age bracket. Everything else is the same.
0: Yeah, Jeremy's last comment right there is pretty cool that he he spoke to some of the athletes and kind of gave their feedback. So to your point of like you know are the seventies and fifties too aggressive if they're going all the way up to fifty four and stuff like that? This is cool to have up there haven't been doing the legends programming and interacting with some of the older age groups. They actually complain more about overscaling than workouts being too heavy or too much volume. So, yeah, I mean, that's one person's interaction, but you, you hear that a lot from the community. Like, Hey, we can, we can still do hard stuff. We can still move weight, you know, let us, let us show that we can or let us show you that we can't.
2: Yeah. Sweet. Anything else? Well, who did you like better? Just comment objectively, dude. I can take it. Like water off a cat's back.
0: Like water off a cotton ball. Isn't that what you said?
2: (laughs) Like water off a cotton ball. That's what you said. Someone else said like water on a feral cat's back. That was funny.
0: We can, um, no, we definitely on the shut up and scribble Instagram. We're going to try to start posting some more stuff. We should definitely get all five posted, um, Maybe if you're if you're feeling really confident after you get some good feedback, Taylor, we can put a poll up there. Which ones do you want to do? Which ones do you think are better tests? All all that.
2: <laughs> you don't want to do mine. It's all good.
1: Sweet. I think we're all good. Thanks, everyone, for watching. Fun show. If you have show no ideas, too, you can send those to the Shut Up and Scribble Instagram account. Thanks, Kiefer. Um.
0: Sorry about the background noise, guys. It's
1: all good. It's all good, bro. All right. Thanks, everyone. We'll see you next week, hopefully, unless we die.